Gary DePaul with Unlabeled Leadership. Welcome to episode two, the difference between management and leadership. Let's get started. Earlier this year, I had a baffling experience. I was doing a web search for the difference between management and leadership. I just wanted to find out what experts were saying. What I found were videos with an expert talking head in the foreground, in the background, they had two columns. One column was management, the other column was leadership. I found it kind of weird. In some cases, I didn't understand why the expert labeled something under management and something else under leadership. In some cases, I thought some of the stuff should have been moved around. It, it, it didn't make sense to me. In other videos, they try to make it look like management was something bad and leadership was something good. So like management bad, leadership good, which is kind of insulting. I'm thinking of the years I spent as a manager, and I don't think that doing management stuff made me bad. <laughs> you know, the lack of leadership did not necessarily mean that you were doing bad work as a manager. So it's, you know, I, I kind of think of it also as a, they make it sound like a wrestling match. You know, on, on one side you have the awful opponent, management against the underdog leadership. In another video by Simon Sinek, he described or defined management as the manipulation of others for personal gain. <laughs> Come on, man. That's not, that's not what management is. In another video, they talk about something that really I found absurd, that management was about maintaining the status quo. To be fair, though, that may be true in the industrial age. It's because of company using management to control workers, to have them work in human hours and do things that probably weren't that safe that unions were formed. You know, unions at a time that made perfect sense why you would want them. But now the point I'm trying to make is management is neither good nor is it bad. Part one, what is management? Management is a formal role. Go to a large corporation, a Fortune 50 company, and you'll find tons of positions for managers. And I, I divide management into four categories. There's managers of organizations, of process, uh, project managers, and then manager of people. For example, a manager of organization could be the CEO, a process manager could be in charge of the supply chain. And a project manager is, is just that, someone who's in charge of projects that may not have direct reports but have to coordinate a series of tasks and uh, to completion. And then manager of people would be what most people think of managers, someone who has direct reports and indirect reports. With all three types, there's three things that you do. You set the goals, you design the structure, and then you monitor and adjust. That's how I break down management and what it is. Now I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to give you a definition and just think about it. Here it goes. The art of getting things done through people. That's it. When I was in graduate school, I thought, man, that's the perfect definition for leadership. That's what leadership is all about, is getting things done through people. This definition was used by Mary Parker Follette, Follett was one of the pioneers in organizational theory and organizational behavior. 
She also did management consulting and, and was an American social worker. So look her up. It's pretty. She has a pretty interesting history. Well, that definition wasn't leadership. It was management. So for her, manage, what managers do is they get things done through other people. I'm going to make an argument. The argument is that what leader, what management is, it's not leadership. And what leadership is, it's not management. They're completely different things. So if you accept that, which I'm going to make, try to make the argument for, then the art of getting things done through people is not leadership. Leadership is something completely different. Part two, what is leadership? I'm going to make a distinction between traditional and contemporary leadership. What I'm about to talk about is contemporary leadership. I'll get back to to traditional leadership in a minute. Here's the first thing that I want you to know about leadership. Leadership is bi-directional. What I mean by that is by doing leadership, by leading, you're not only affecting the people around you, but you're being affected by them and by doing it. So keep that in, in the back of your mind. Next, leadership leader is not a formal role. If you go to company websites and you look at jobs, do a job search, you're really not going to find leader as a formal role. You might find project lead, project leader. In the military, they might use the word leader. But when you look at the description, what you're going to find is a set of processes that a manager does. When you look into the job descriptions, therefore, it's it's really management roles, not leadership roles. Here's the next thing you, you'll want to know about leadership as part of the definition. Leadership is not a set of processes, but it's a practice or a set of practices that you do. Let me explain the difference. Before I do, if you're a process improvement person, if you're someone who maps processes, then flowcharts them or whatever, you'll really want to know the difference between process and practice. Here you go. Process is a series of repeatable behaviors that achieve a predict- predictable result. A practice is a little different. It's a way to enhance a process by integrating mannerisms, habits, and customs. To explain this, let me let me tell you, share a story with you. Actually, let's think of it as role-playing. Before I get into it, I want to tell you the source. Roger Addison is a performance consultant. He does performance architecture. He's, he's worked for a lot of organizations and is one of the people that have, he's mentored me. I've learned a great deal from him. Roger told this story to explain the difference of process and practice. Here we go. Suppose you were hired by a grocery chain. Your task is to observe two cashiers to make sure that they do the POS point of sales process correctly. And just for the heck of it, we'll call one Yolanda and the other cashier Fred. You have in front of you the process steps in a documentation. So let's go through them real quickly. They both greet the customer they ask something like, did you find everything? And then they efficiently run the products through the scanner and bag your groceries appropriately, hand them to you, and then they thank you for coming in. And that's it. You observe both of them, 
And Yolanda and Fred, they follow the process precisely. But you notice one thing unusual. Yolanda's line tends to be longer. In fact, it's it's not because she's slower. She does everything in the right amount of time. But people tend to go into her line for some reason. Even when Fred's line is shorter, they'll go to her line. Taking some time, you finally figured out why this is, what the difference is, and why they're going to Yolanda's line more than Fred's. Here's the thing. When you're watching Yolanda, you notice that she knows her customers. She greets them by name. She asks them how they're doing. She'll even ask about previous products they bought. How, how did those, how that special on uh, meatloaf or something like that, how did that turn out? And, and she'll even recommend things to the customers. She takes a personal interest in them. And when it comes time for her to the customer, she'll go a step further. Say someone bought a platter from the deli section, she'll say, tell me how that platter turned out. Or if someone's cooking, a, planning a meal, then she'll say, let me know how that meal turned out with that new product. So it was a, it's a different experience going through the two lines. The same process followed by both precisely, but Yolanda practiced the process differently. She added mannerisms. She added customs. She added habits that were not documented, but they made a difference to the customers. If you ever look at process maps in an organization, you're trying to figure out what the what's involved in a process, keep that in mind. There's stuff that's not written down that may be done differently by different people. And you want to find those exemplar performers that know how to adjust the process or add to the process. They practice it different that others should pick up on. But that's not the point of telling you all this. My point is that leadership is a set of practices. It's not a process. It's not a formal role. Now you may be wondering, okay, Gary, what is it? Quit going on and talking about these characters. Just give me the definition. Okay, I'll give it to you. The formal definition is to help others mature mental and moral qualities, capabilities, and behaviors, which is a really fancy way of saying helping other people build character. Leadership isn't about you. It's not about getting things done through other people, but it's about helping other people develop their character. David Marquet, the author of Turn the Ship Around, has a really great way of saying this. He says, leadership is not about getting others to do stuff. You know, you've just heard that from me, but it's getting others to think And what he wanted to do, he was the commander of a nuclear submarine called the Santa Fe. What he wanted to do is transform his crew from following to leading. The way he phrased it, he didn't want leader followers. He wanted leader leaders. And and he didn't want the crew to have to constantly go to their supervisor, their chief, and ask, what, how do I do this? What do you want me to do? They wanted to give, he wanted the, the supervisors to set the parameters and allow the crew to do their own thinking and come up with creative solutions, giving them the space to be able to think. And what he described, what Marquet described, another way of saying it, is he wanted to create a working environment where people can perform at their best. And that is what leadership is. Part 3, The Critics. 
maybe you're skeptical of how I define leadership, and you wouldn't be alone. A lot of critics also, they don't like the contemporary leadership definition. One of them said to me, who has the right to change what leadership means? Well, that's what language is. Language is dynamic. It changes over time. And let me give you some examples. The word bully in the 16th century was a term of endearment. It meant good fellow, darling. The word nice in the 14th century meant foolish or silly. Now, taking something recent, if you go to the Oxford English Dictionary and look up the word literally, you'll find that there's an informal definition. In fact, there's a video, one minute video, one minute and six second video on this definition. The informal definition of literally is to emphasize or to express strong feeling while not being literal. <laughs> so it literally means the opposite of literal. And if you saw someone make a football tackle, the announcer might say he literally knocked his socks off, knocked his shoes off when he tackled the other player. Well, the meaning of leadership, it's also changing. It's changing away from this Oh, what's the word for it? It's the, uh, this blend of management and leadership, and really distinguishes the two as separate things. And leadership has become something completely different. And you know the that that's great, but again, who has the right to do this? It's where's the research? That's the other question: is where's the research that proves that this is how things are changing? I I did the research. I looked at contemporary leadership books published mostly in the 21st century, and that's how they begin to define leadership. They use a different approach. They, they describe it differently, and they, it, it tends to be around helping other people develop mentally and morally, develop their character is the way I summarize it. And I looked at about 16 books to come up with this definition and some of the underlying principles Okay. You still might say, Gary, that when you limit the definition to that and you take away getting things done through others, it's it really takes away from what leadership is. Well, if you say, okay, leadership includes getting things done through others, you can't you cannot have by definition of that, you cannot have managers of people not to be considered as leaders. And you can't, cannot have individual contributors to be leaders as well. You say, no, 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 anyone can be a leader. Okay, but by your definition, if it's getting things done through others, and that's what managers do, then a, a janitor, a programmer, an accountant cannot lead. And it does something else. It allows for bad leadership and bad leaders, whereas the way I define it, you you either you either are helping other people or you're not. But if you're going to take this definition and include getting things done through others, then you can you would have to include well, there's this thing called bad leadership and and good leadership. You know, you, you have to deal with with that. But the way I define it, I actually simplify it and make it separate from management. But it's something you apply from the perspective of your role and how you do the processes and tasks 
that anyone could do. In my mind, it actually enriches what leadership means and how you can do it. That is how I distinguish management from leadership. In my book, Nine Practices of 21st Century Leadership, shameless plug, I know, I go into more detail. So if you want to learn more about how I distinguish leadership from management and more about what leadership is, pick up the book. Or listen to these episodes that are coming out that unlabel leadership and describe really the act of leading. What are the behaviors of leading? And that's what I'm going to do with my guests on Tuesdays and Thursday is really get at those behaviors and try to explain some of the underlining principles for why they behave in a particular way. On the next Wednesday, the 13th, I will talk about believe in, believe in others and why we don't, what that really means. And on the 20th, I'm going to have a guest that's going to talk with me about what does coaching mean in corporate America. So there's some uh, uh, popular beliefs, I guess I'll say, about what coaching is. And what this guest will do is help me clarify what really coaching is and how it relates to leadership. If you want to help with the show, you can. You can support the show by going to unlabeledleadership.com, which will take you to a link where you can click the support button and make a donation. But your donations, even if it's 99 cents a month, $4.99 or whatever, it will make a difference and help pay for the episodes and the effort that goes into them. Thank you for your time and lead on.